Welcome to Movie vs. Film. Um, this is the podcast where we do sort of what we watch uh, art films and we watch uh, big blockbuster movies. And Will, are you okay, mate? Yeah, we've just watched one. Um, we've watched Eraserhead. Um, and I've got to say... Um, You've been a bit affected by it, haven't you? I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. <laughs> this film was, I mean, you know... This film was weird, man. Like, right. super weird. All things in its place. You're William Allen, I'm Daniel Vickersteff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, th- so this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will has lost okay. his mob. I just need to snap out of it. This yeah. film is fucking crazy. Anyway, so yes, we are our movie versus film, and this is what we do. Dan is well into his art films. I'm well into my sort of blockbuster movies. We don't like the others. And, um, Will plays the stupid one, and I play the clever one, uh, very uh, unconvincingly uh, in my case. And I have to uh, apologise because I have made a boo boo. He did. <laughs> I have made did, a Dan. big boo boo. Last week, I claimed to all of you out on the Wilder Web that we were going to review Vera Kitilova's Czech New Wave. Avant-garde, neo-dadaist masterpiece, Daisies. But why didn't we, Dan? Because it's not from the seventies. Not mate. from the seventies. So I mean, the one thing you had to do, one Choose thing you had to check, was pick a film from the seventies. And what did you do? You picked one from the sixties. Yeah, I'm you really sorry. Ball back. Yeah, I am. So yeah, if any of you out there watched Daisies in preparation for this show. God bless you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we're not we're not reviewing it. Maybe we'll do. We haven't da- watched it. Maybe we'll do Daisies another day. <laughs> but I kind of wish we'd have done Daisies today. We're or obviously you've heard that we're doing David Lynch's debut film, Eraserhead, and we're also doing uh, <laughs> a film that seems, quite frankly, pointless <laughs> after watching this film. Everything seems pointless after watching this film. But we also watched Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Fever. I keep which on accidentally calling it Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live, Live in yeah, my I head as well. As well, um, which is I mean ultra seventies disco disco tech to a T. All about gyrating hips and funky, sexy John Travolta dancing. But we're not we're not going to get straight into that. We're going to have to get uh, this is fresh in our minds, fresh as fresh can be. We've just watched a razor head. We finished watching the film quite about 10 minutes ago. Um, I'm not quite recovered. I'm getting there now. Now that we're starting to speak to you, you are, you are, you are bringing me back to life. Um, but yeah, let's start with a razor head. Yeah, okay. So it's David Lynch's debut. And he's gone on to have a, you know, a very good career in film and television. He is one of the very few, I would say, popular American arty uh, filmmakers. He is an all-star. We have done Mulholland Drive, which is 
in probably in my top five favourite films of all time. Excellent. So you're a big fan of David Lynch. Me too. Weird for me because if it hasn't got guns and it hasn't got boobs, then I'm usually shut up. But Mulholland Drive is a film that I love. I love Mulholland Drive. I love David Lynch. I think Twin Peaks is probably my favourite uh, TV show. And Jack Nance, who has the famous line in Twin Peaks, I think it's the first line in the TV series, she's dead, wrapped in plastic, plays the lead in Eraserhead. Which is fun, he's a lot younger obviously, because it's made about uh, 20 years before. And Will, look. Don't make me relive it, Dan! (laughs) Don't make me relive it! I'm so glad that this film has affected you in the way that it wanted to, because the reaction that you're having to it is precisely the one you're supposed to have. Alright. Um, let me explain what the fuck happens in this film. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, great. Then you'll have probably gone through the same thing that I've gone through, or you're just thinking, wow, Will's a baby. Um, this film is very dark, very set in this sort of... Literally almost, very dark. Yeah, very dark, like actually very dark. Beautifully shot, though. We'll go back to that. Yeah. Um, it's a, very, a bit of a character study of this character called a Razorhead. Well, he's called Henry, isn't he? Well, he's called Henry, but he is a razorhead. Yeah. Who lives in this uh, almost like industrial post-apocalyptic world. Nightmare. Nightmare, basically. This whole film is a weird nightmare. He is a weird nightmare. Everything, everyone is a weird... Okay, so he he starts, he goes into his flat, which is, uh, for some reason, has just pubes everywhere i'm sure they're pubes it's it's a disgusting flat weird things this horrible noise is going outside he's He's very oppressed by his own flat yes absolutely he's obsessed with his radiator he just stares at his radiator because it makes such a horrible noise at night he and it it affects him so much it turns him mad And, and then he goes he gets invited to his i guess girlfriend's house who he seems to have had sexual relations with he has a horrible conversation with her the parents. worst conversation he ch- cuts a chicken the size of his fist with a carving knife the size and it does a little dance and bleeds out of its of, anus of a sword it does a little dance for him on the plate and bleeds out of its anus yes indeed um, then he goes a bit weird about it, um, and then he goes home to a child that he's had with this lady, and this child is the most deformed child ever, um, and it's quite harrowing, um, but he is looking after the child with his uh, girlfriend who leaves because she can't put up with it anymore, and it's we can't put up with it anymore at the time either because the way he goes about making you uncomfortable is how uncomfortable she is. And she leaves. Then he has... It's just a long dream sequence of things and lots of different problems that he faces and horrible things that he sees to do with his own sexuality to the point that in the end he kills the baby that he has, this deformed child that he has, which then blows up, turns into this big monster and he sees this woman who he's seen in the radiator going back to the radiator before and gives her a hug. Um, What the fuck? Well, (laughs) all right. So you've been calling it a child. Is that right? You've been calling it a baby. It's not really a baby, is it? It's a little monster that kind of looks a bit like a dinosaur or... But I think it's a sperm, really, isn't it? It's just a sperm. Well, I think, no, yeah. So there's lots of, like, little sperm creatures that I originally thought were kind of just... 
um, guts, and then you then you see their face, like parts of the anatomy, but then you see their faces, and they are clearly either sperms or some sort of like pre pre made child, like a fetus or something. But then fetus, yeah, it's like, basic, yeah. but it's basically sperms, and you and he's like terrified of them like he wakes up at night and they're in his bed which i think is like him having a wet dream or something and i yeah and the whole the whole thing is like him kind of being scared of sex and him being scared of like the grotesqueness of sex almost and fear of childbirth and i think that plays into a fear that men have of childbirth if you think about the films like alien yeah the where the where the alien comes out of John Hurt's body. Mm. It's very much like that. And it also could be about, like, fear of having a baby. Yeah, because the baby's crying is so horrible, it drives both of them mad. She runs away because of its horrible crying. Yeah. And it it turns him mad, and his madness... We see his uh, descent into madness through his dreams, Mm. and in his dreams he sees horrible things, really, really horrible Mm. things, that that the audience find horrible, in which he fantasises about the baby's about murdering the baby, about the baby, the baby murdering him, mm. and about being turned into an eraser. And like he has a yeah, this woman in the in the radiator, which he sort of daydreams about, and she stomps on his sperms, and destroys his sperms, and she's deformed as well. And we see I don't know images coming in the radiator or what? <laughs> but... I don't know. I think his obsession with the radiator is about the horrible noise that it the, makes and it's about how the, yeah. the, uh, one of the but, themes of the film is about how how oppressive noises are when you're you know, in your flat no matter how much you talk about it you don't really get it i don't think you can really understand the weirdness of it all until you actually see the visuals of it because yeah. this film is visually haunting it's so it's so dark and it it has such imagery within it that just really makes you go ugh they, the visuals what? are realised so well. They are so good. Yeah. This film, it looks like it has a very small budget, and yet everything is exactly it how it needs did. to be. It just Literally looks amazing. Just, just before we went on there, I read a little thing on, on Wikipedia, so this could be incorrect, but um, apparently they had issues funding it during it, um, and it was something to do with his um, his... Uh, university to help fund it or his film school he's very young when film he makes institute. Film. Yeah. yeah it was so his young. like film institute that he was way out, that he was learning with um, helped him to fund it and then they ran out and then I think his girlfriend or something helped him get the money for it to finish it but it uh, looks amazing I mean it looks incredible it's mostly the lighting it's I think just because yeah just how it's shot is incredible yeah. they, they use a lot of theatrical lighting shining on specific things so it creates if, a very stark if contrast everything it aims to do it does like so well um Unfortunately for us, that's just what it wants to do is what make it makes you feel, you feel like shit. Is uncomfortable as hell because it makes you feel all the oppression that the characters feel, all the horrible sounds you have to listen to, and they go on for quite a long time. The soundscape is really the painful. Sound edit. The sound is so good in it. It really. It's is just clever. so. But well it's horrible. Done. It's, it makes you feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. But that you you get those moments of silence. Which are like, because there's no music. But and then it goes, and then you hear something else. Then you'll hear like this, the the psh of the radiator again, or this is like um, the sound the from railway outside. going over, yeah, and the rain and stuff like that. Um, but it's so it's so imposing. Um, yeah, it is, but so good. It really, I think it's so effective. God, it's so 
fucking good. We've been so arguing about whether this film is a horror film or not, and I really think it is. I really think that... I think the, it's a new genre. I think it's an uncomfortable film. I don't think it's a horror film. I think it's a horrible film. But what is a horror film, then? I think it's, it's a not, gross... What is a horror film, then? If, it, if it's not a film that just makes you feel like that, because it, yeah, horror, you're thinking of a slasher. No, you're thinking yeah, of well, Halloween. No, not necessarily, because I'm also thinking of something like The Omen or something like that, or, which is not like some crazy guy in the back where it's not necessarily based on jump scares the the, uh, Eraserhead is much scarier than The Omen and whilst I do actually I think The Omen's a great film no shade on that but Eraserhead is much scarier much more uncomfortable much more grotesque much horrible much more horrible yeah but I don't think it was scary I think it was horrible well what is horrible if not horror with an ibble at the end yeah that's a very good point Dan (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know no yeah you went on that one uh, yeah. Don't worry, mate. It's it's uh, it's freaky. It's very oh. freaky. It's hard. It, it, and, I, and what you said, where you can't really explain yeah. the visuals. I, I I recommend that people see this film so much yeah. because whilst you will leave feeling feeling drained, my guts and my body were going no, but my head was going wow. It's a fantastic wow. experience. It is, and for for somebody who is just out of film school with no experience, no money, no nothing, to create a film that is so so astonishingly realised and so perfect as this film, it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm he like, went on to make even better films. I think. I'm like, I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I, I want to go through and then like come up with some negatives. But the problem is, I'm, the problem that I'm having is all the negatives are just going. Ugh, there was pubes on the floor everywhere, <laughs> and I'm going. Ugh, I didn't like the fact that she had big cheeks and stuff like that. Just stuff that made me uncomfortable. But How could you have purpose. made this film better? I don't think you could have done that. Uh, this film? I'm not sure you could have made this film better. No. No. So that's why I think it's perfect. You couldn't have made this film better. How amazing is that for somebody's first film to be, to be so flawless? And it might, have made you feel, it might make you feel like shit. And it, this film is not for everyone. One, one thing I, I, I'm curious. How does he get people to act well in these absurd... Because they're so absurd that you think that he's, Do the actors he's going, know what's going on? Yeah, it's like, how does he explain to the actors how to perform? And, but he must, he gets it across somehow. Even like the dad, who is just saying the most weird shit, but really kind of funnily, and he's just staring at him. You're he's just going, funny. This film is so funny. Is. We're talking about how horrible it is, but I, I think this film is a horror comedy. There it's hilarious. Aspects. Yeah, there were... There were Quite funny moments. I mean, I had a couple of giggles at the beginning until it got more and more grotesque and more and more weird. And the the the, the comedy sort of like atmosphere that it has is a very old-fashioned one. This film very often feels like a silent film because because it's in black and white and because whole sequences will go by with nobody talking and the soundscape being so much more important than anybody's dialogue. Yeah. And but the comedy is very. The comedy is sometimes feels very like. Abrupt and slapsticky. You know, fuck all happens in this film. Yeah, he just has a couple of dreams. That's it. There's no action. Fuck all happens in this film, but it's not boring at all. See, some of your films, Daniel, Mr. Bickerstaff, some of your films, fuck all happens in them, but they're just boring. Fuck all happened in this one, and I was like, the whole time. Because because it's oppressive, because of its atmosphere, because of its horror. Exactly, but why can't you have an artistic film more like this? Why can't all artistic films be like this? Where, yes, you can do something about something so small or something like just someone's personal demons 
but it can be constantly interesting and constantly gauging. Whereas I think I feel like where this trumps a lot of your other films is a lot of your other films are just downright fucking boring. Um, whereas this one, although very little action happens, um, it's like, <gasps> what? The well, whole time. First of all, how dare you? I think you're totally wrong. And second of all, <laughs> we wouldn't have this podcast if you agree with me. And second of all, um, I don't have a second one actually. Just how dare you? <laughs> I think yeah, I love this film. I'm so glad that you've loved it as well. It's kind. I kind of knew that you would because you like David Lynch so much. Yeah, I want. I, I wanted to. Honest, I've wanted to watch this for a while, and then and when, will wanting to see an art film. Well, that's weird. That is weird. And when you said. When you said, well, you came round and were like, uh, Will, I fucked up. And I was like, uh, Dan, what are you talking about? Uh, but let's, uh, yeah, Daisies isn't in the 60s. I was like, fuck yes, this is my time. I'm here. We're I'm going to watch a razor. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to pick a film but with you. And we're going to pick one that I fucking want to watch. Um, and lo and behold, a razor head is from the 70s. So wicked. Um, I get to see a film that I wanted to see. And it was a good film. It's very good. It's very good. Fantastic film. And it's a shame it's that you've horrible. used this film's goodness to bash the other films. It's just horrible, mate. <laughs> this film was just horrible. It's supposed to be horrible. And you loved how horrible it was. I'm just not sure I can rightfully go to bed tonight. Yeah. When do I rightfully? I'm not allowed to go to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah, you'll have nightmares tonight, mate. That's good. And everyone... Everyone, I think people love people love being scared. That's why the horror genre exists. Yeah, I mean, I'll, the the last horror film I watched was uh, Pet Cemetery, the remake. So, <laughs> I mean, this one has definitely trumped that. I've watched a lot of horror films recently. I've been trying to catch up with all the famous uh, series, and I tell you what, the last horror film I watched was A Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Oh God. The Dream Master. Uh, the Dream Master. Yeah. The Dream Master. That's what it's called. Mm. It's a terrible film, but I think... Uh, You've I, got to put I, yourself... I, 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 yeah, I did have to put, to put myself through it. I've got to... I, you I, have to think I love, about watching shit films. I love, I love shit films. I'm obsessed. Because so you like, can laugh at them. Yeah, absolutely. So you can get on your ivory tower and look <laughs> down at all these peasants making these films you that you haven't make... made with much bigger budgets than you've ever had to laugh at them and go, ha ha, look at this pile of wank you've put out. You always actually, make this so personal. When actually, you always turn this into an insult. <laughs> no, but I feel, the, I feel the same. Don't worry. I feel the same. I um, tell you what it is that I like about bad films. It's that you can just switch off and you don't have to concentrate. But that's what I like about good blockbuster films. You can kind of not concentrate, but enjoy it. But that's we're what getting the same good. thing from different things, from different So you places. get it from shit films. I yeah. f the thing, good thing about shit films, I guess, is that you're not analysing it. You don't have to analyse it. That's what it. I mean. That's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. But you about. don't have to analyse blockbuster films, but you can enjoy them because they're good. No, I do so have to analyse them. Why? Because <laughs> I said so. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I want to. I would much rather watch... The Room than Avengers. If the Avengers carried on for like 69 films and they had like Avengers 69, you would prefer Avengers 69 to the first Avengers. I think so, yeah. Because they would be so that. bad by then. Like, for example, uh, so Superman 4, which is a terrible, terrible film if anybody w wants to watch that. It's really, really bad. I'd much rather watch that than Superman 1, which is just plain plain Jane it's just plain it's so plain I mean Marlon Brando's in it that's 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 it was it plain when it came out though 
No, of course. And, you know, you They've can't... a man flying around the, 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 the earth. Yeah, that's nice. How, do they, how I don't, do they do that? I don't know, mate. How the heck did they do that? They did it with um, back... Uh, uh, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but I can only judge a film from this By time cover. period. Yeah. Okay, so um, 70s. It wasn't overly 70s, this film, was it? It didn't feel like a 70s film. No, this is what I was... This is what even I meant the, about... Even uh, the music in it did just... The music felt... There was one song that the, the, the lady in the radiator, for lack in of a better heaven, term... In heaven... Has she got a name or anything? Everything is fine in heaven. Yeah, and so it has like this weird... <laughs> yeah, shut up. It, no, no, but it's got like these weird... Um, this like... Um, this chord progression behind it, which is like very modern. Like, yeah. honestly, and the way that it hit... Like, her notes are hitting at the... It, I think it was like an organ that was playing behind but it felt like a very modern song. I think even though this film is in black and white and it seems so reminiscent of silent comedies, and even though it was made in 1966 by a complete, uh, 1977 by a complete newbie, I think this film seems, is so ahead of its time. Massively. Well, it feels, like, if you told, if I, I told you, of its time, it's if I told you, its that this, time. if I told you that this film was made in 1998, would you believe me? Absolutely. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Because it was made in 77. I would 100% believe you. That is incredible. And that means it's ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, massively. Uh, but I also think it was it could be categorised as almost timeless. Yeah, okay. Because I don't, I, like, you could put, you could watch that. You, I, I reckon you could give that to someone in 2,841. And they'd be like, oh, shit, man. That was fucking weird. I agree. And Although we'll, they'd be probably speaking in a different language. I hope so. Well, rate this segue. Uh, this is a film that is definitely timeless and doesn't remind you of the 70s in any way. But the other film that we're going to do isn't timeless and does remind you of the 70s in every frame. And that's Bloody Saturday Night Fever. As I uh, rate that segue, I give that a solid six. Out of... Oh, well, that, that, that makes sense. Very, very generous. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, yeah. Saturday night bloody fever. Well, I know it's going to be difficult. Talk about Saturday night fever. I know it's going to be difficult after a race. What's the point? Well, what's the point in talking about Saturday? Does anybody actually want to listen to Saturday? <laughs> what's the point? Well, okay. I, I, no, I, I'm joking. I tell I, you what the point. I, I tell you exactly what the point is. I fucking hated this film. Why? Okay, now we. Okay, now you. Now you. Now you got me. Now I will start off by saying my introduction to this film, apart from the VG songs, of course, which I've known for years, was seeing the sequel, which is called Stand Alive. That's the fuck you. But that's that. That's the problem. You've got the sequel ingrained in your head, so you think it's cheesy. And, well, it is cheesy, but you think it's really fucking shit because you, all you can see is him doing like karate or something on a dance floor, or he looks like he's doing karate. All I've seen is the box cover. Box cover. But you've seen the really shit sequel, so that's what you've got in your head. And it is watching, a really, it is a really shit. And sequel. you're watching the original, and you're going, "Well, all I can see is the shit sequel." That's the problem here. All right, okay. That's like watching Grease Two before you watch Grease One. God damn it, Dan. I think if I I have I seen have done Greece, shouldn't I? <laughs> I have seen both Greece one and Greece two, and if I watched Greece two first and then watched Greece one, I think I'd have gone, oh wow, this can be good because I think Greece the original is a great film. This film I was affected so much by one thing in particular, his sexy is, gyrating hips. No, not at all. His is just phenomenal footwork, and that is what a bad 
bad person he is. Oh yeah, no, I hate him. And you will. I'm. I, I, this he's is, not the worst of them. No, he's not. But that's His friends that's, are pretty look, bad. That, that's that's no good neither. Because you can you just because somebody's worse than you doesn't mean that you're good. And will I want to stop joking for a second? And I want to say that I'm really mad at you. Why? Because you got to stop giving me these films. I can't do it anymore. These. Look, it, this is way worse than Alfie. Or I can't do this. I can't do these misogynistic lead characters anymore. I, it's too much. Can we do a nice film next next week, please? Because it's, a sign it's of the so t- horrible. Okay, but it's a sign of the times, and I don't think th- these aren't misogynistic films. Okay, They're- Alfie, I agree with you. Saturday Night Fever is a misogynistic film, and is a horrible film. It's there horrible. is, there are. Uh, racially really, provoked are, attacks in this are, film. There's yeah. a lot of homophobic there, slurs there in this is, film. There is rape in this there film. Is, yeah. There are two rapes in this film. Yeah. One one is from the, the main character, character yeah. and one the main character is present for and does nothing yeah. about. Okay, I'm not sticking up for this film, Dan, so don't worry. <laughs> this is not going to be a fight on fight on fight. The reason, One of the reasons I picked this film is because it's overtly 70s. Oh, it's the most 70s and thing ever. it's so 70s, right? Um, and yeah... Do I get a little bit turned on by John Travolta dancing? Shoot me. Yes, I do. Right. Well, he's very good at dancing. Whoop-de-fucking-do. But I'm not into is, dancing. I don't like he, dancing. Is he a, 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 an abhorrent human being in this film? Um, well, yes. Yes, yes he, is. he is. And he's the lead. Uh, but we're supposed to like this character. We're supposed but, uh, to feel no, bad no, no, for no, 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 We're not. We're not. We are. We're, we're not. S- no. You're missing the point. At the end of the film, that basic point is that he's just fucking wasted his life and he's a fucking idiot. And he goes to apologize. He goes to speak to the other dancer who's clearly just like, yeah, we, we, we're not going to be friends. Like, oh, no, we're not going to go out together, but like, fine. But you've got to just grow up, basically. That's the whole point. And then, okay, he's a fucking so idiot. He's an idiot why... that lives. He lives for Saturday night. He's an idiot. He has stupid friends. He goes out. He does fucking stupid things. He treats women like shit. His friends treat women like shit. He realizes this, and but he's got nothing else to do. He's got nothing else to do with his life. That's all he's done with his whole life is live like that from for, for the weekend. And now he's stuck. And it's about this hopelessness of being stuck in that position. And he needs to get the fuck out of it that's what this film is which makes it okay so well it's not saying that's good it's not saying like yeah you gotta go out on a saturday night and you gotta rape a girl that's not what it's saying at all i i think part i think you're partly wrong anyway so about al okay so this compares i think very well with alfie in alfie he does get his comeuppance he does see the error of his ways and it is a sad film for him and you do feel bad for him that does not happen in this film he does not get his comeuppance and in the sequel he is just as bad if not worse He's still a dickhead in the sequel. Yeah, just as bad. Oh, really? Yeah. He doesn't, he so doesn't he learn. I, I thought he'd be like fighting off no, 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 no. And fighting off... No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> racism. No, that does not <laughs> On the dance floor. He's still incredibly self-obsessed. He still uses the women who are for some reason obsessed with him. I hate, I hate how films portray the relationship between men and women sometimes. Because mm. women are fawning over him in a very... In a non-existent way. You get easily affected by by these things. I think you should, mate, I, because I, it, this I film think, is disgusting. I think there, yeah, I think there are definite issues with this film. But I think to say that that is the the only sort of thing you can get out of this film is not. Correct. If I liked dancing, there'd be something else for me to get out of it. I am I am anti dancing. Get rid of dancing. <laughs> I'm like the government in. Oh my in, um, god, Dad. What's it called? <laughs> Dirty Dancing. No, the other one. The other Patrick Swayze dance film. 
Footloose. Footloose. I'm like the government in Footloose. That's not, Get... Patrick, that's not Patrick Swayze. It's, um... well, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Who is it? Then you can't talk about things <laughs> you don't know. Why would I watch that film? It's about dancing. I don't like dancing, and then I fun things. I cannot get anything from this film. The BG songs are good. <laughs> I, I so don't like glad, disco. I'm so glad I gave you this film. I don't like disco. You hate this film. So D- yeah. Disco is a bad genre of, of music. It's, it's bad. It's kind of like that weird in between, isn't it? But um, what in between what and what? Uh, in between. In between good and bad. <laughs> What do you mean in between? It was kind of like that. It was like of its, of it, very of its era. Yeah, like, thank God. I'm so glad people don't was, fucking dance to it was, shit now. It was like being developed from different types of music into... It's it, awful. Into more sort of modern... And his dancing is disgusting. He looks like fucking shit when he dances. He's, his trousers are repulsive. And he is an ugly man. And what I, are you I, saying? I hate this film. What are you saying? <laughs> Okay, okay, I will take everything that you've said, but do not, first of all, do not call John Travolta an ugly man, and do not say his dancing is shit and repulsive. His dancing is fucking incredible. He is the coolest motherfucker when he's dancing. I hate cool. When this he's... is why you pick this film, because it's I cool. Stop cool. picking cool films. God damn you, pick a nice film with nice people where people respect each other and where women aren't just playthings to be used and you abused. You pick some mad shit where I have to watch. I look pick at varied films. You don't pick nice films I where people love each films. other. I pick varied films where, where themes are different. We just watched a, a film about <laughs> a man murdering, a man murdering, his child. murdering his own child. And I, I didn't go, it's a disgusting film because I had to watch a man murdering a child. But I didn't pick it's a two... I didn't pick two man murdering a child films in a row, mate. And I've just had to sit through Alfie and Saturday Night okay, Fever in, the same, in a row. In the same way that you look at that, a man murdering his child is the same... And me not going, oh, it's disgusting. I shouldn't have to look at a man murdering a child. And you then going, oh, it's disgusting. I shouldn't have to see real issues. Okay, well, the, difference, happen is, in the, the film. difference is... Saturday Night Fever thinks that he's great and he's the hero. No, no, he no does. Yeah, it does. Don't. And everyone who watches that film thinks he's the hero. No, 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 no. And you're no, no, obsessed no, no. with his, no, with stop, his stop, hits. Stop, 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 stop. And you're not obsessed stop, with what stop. a cunt he is. But that's the point. Oh my God, that's the point. That is the point. Because on a Saturday night, when he goes out, he's not a cunt. Well, he is a cunt. He is. But when he's on the dance floor, he becomes this hero. And that's what he lives for. He lives for becoming this hero. I don't want to see uh, him. Yes, but I stop, don't want to see stop, him. Stop. But the point is, he's not this hero. And the film goes very to big lengths to show you that he's not this hero but he tries to live to be this hero on the dance floor but actually when he's off the dance floor he's actually a bit of a scumbag and it goes and it shows you that and you've clearly missed the point there but it goes to show you that but you can still enjoy him for dancing it doesn't mean uh, i cannot enjoy him for dancing don't say that that's okay. a bloody slur okay but also <laughs> it goes it's like it's like saying i can't redact that. it's like i can't watch of any film that has got any like issues or has any racism has got any uh sexism has got anything because because you think it's abhorrent but like or it's bad and it's horrible to see this and it's horrible horrible characters but i mean when they're pe- when they're happen. when they're the heroes happen but he's not a hero he's they're an anti-hero they're, they're, he's him and his hero. friends him and his friends are walking down the street uh in in a scene and they one uh, of them kills themselves it's not yeah, heroes right, no, he doesn't these aren't heroes they're walking down the street yeah. 
and they see two guys and they walk past them and they start like having a go at them because they're two gay men. And I just so, suddenly started thinking, why, why am I watching yeah, but, these people? Yeah, that's what why happened. why yeah, is the film following yeah, but, these yeah, idiots? That's what, because these idiots... These ex- are the least yeah, interesting these, people okay, in the film. Dad, these idiots existed in real life in the 70s. These are real people that existed in the 70s. And exist. it follows them. Yeah, and they still exist. It follows them. Does it mean it wants you to praise them? No, it doesn't. It's not trying to get you to praise these characters. It's showing you how fucking futile and stupid these characters are. It is. It's. It's. He is it's the not. Hero. These are not the heroes. They're he not heroes. Everyone loves him. Why is it at the end? He's clearly fucked over. He's clearly fucked his life, and he's like, "What am I doing?" I don't because care he's... about the sequel. I don't care about the sequel. Okay, in the sequel, there's a different director, different writer, and they and they went, "Oh well, I don't care what the actual first one was going to tell. He's still a dancing man." And they and then they pay John Travolta a fuckload of money. He goes, uh, "All right, I'll do it. Yeah." Um, so he does it again. You know what I mean? That doesn't bother me. But this film does not, I don't think, overtly goes, yeah, 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 we hate women. And we think this is how they should be treated. Or we, we hate... do idolise this man. And this group. No, no, when he dances. He is not, he is like, it's just, I'm, I'm impressed by his dancing. That's separate. But we don't idolise him. I think, I think I think you do. But the idea way. but the idea is that you're supposed to, but then you go, oh, fuck, he's actually a horrible person. The idea is you're supposed to go, oh, look, that's so cool. But then, oh, actually, he's just such a horrible person. I shouldn't, I don't like that. Ugh. That's the idea of it. I'm and I think so you just glad, that. I'm so glad that this period of filmmaking is over. I, I don't like the 70s. I don't like this period of filmmaking. The 70s is so dirty and... It is. <laughs> it's a lot of brown. They they wore a lot of brown, didn't they? Yeah. Every, everything like the uh, bloody couches were brown. Everyone looks like everyone shit. flares were all a big thing. Everyone looks disgusting. Like those silly hats. Everyone's attitude is disgusting. The streets are disgusting. <laughs> Every film set in New York in the seventies looks like a because trashy. the seventies was disgusting. Yeah, the seventies well, were disgusting. No, I, I, I say, this. sorry, they were disgusting. Sorry for anyone who's from the seventies. Everyone, but, um, <laughs> but there was a big, especially in America, especially in New York, there was the big sort of heroin, um, yeah, takeover, etc. So this is what it was. This is like this is the Bronx. This is what New York was. I think I'm, I think the seventies is my least favorite decade is in it terms in of Bronx film. or is it Queens or I can't remember. <clears throat> I don't know the geography of American places, but uh, it's my least favorite decade in terms of film. I think the 70s is, is, is bad. There's a general feel and a general look as to what a film from the 70s is, well, and I don't like it. Stunning. Yeah, 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 Godfather, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. There's the best film ever made. There's exceptions, the 70s, there's exceptions yeah. to everything. But uh, it's not set in the 70s, is it? It's set in the 30s, 40s? Yeah. So uh, it doesn't look like it. Although it does, because it's that soft focus that all 70s films have. Well, it's just what they had. It's just that was Ugh. what was available. No, it's time. a choice. It's a choice. A and choice. I, it's bloody disgusting. Anyway, mate. I've got a quiz for you. How do you feel about that? Quiz time! <laughs> it's quiz time. And obviously, uh, it is just about Saturday Night Fever. And it's not... Uh, who, what obscure footballer have you brought into it this week? No, no, no. Come on. <clears throat> there's no, there's no obscure. There's, uh, this is serious questions. Okay, so there's uh, four again. Okay. And um, 
I do just want to apologise for taking the piss. Also, I want to apologise because that got really heated. So actually, if you were like, <laughs> it's, well, listeners it's at home, too loud. if you were just like, rah, 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 and you're going, what the fuck is going on? I think people love a rant. Yeah. Anyway, there's four so. questions. If you can get all four right, you get a special prize. What, what's the prize? Well, you have to get all four right. Well, no, you, you tell me what the prize is and then that'll, that'll determine them. If you get all four right, <laughs> then you will find out live... Okay. okay cool. Question number one. I'm not going to get all four right because one of the answers got, is going to be. You got three out of. One of them is going to be I don't know, fucking Icacassius or something. All right, go. Okay. Um, true or false? Yeah. This is the third film we have covered by English director Lewis Gilbert. Didn't we just do? Lewis <laughs> Gilbert. False. Correct. It was actually directed by John Badham. How weird would it be if we did another one of this random news? <laughs> that only picked I picked two English films and they both happen to be Lewis Gilbert by this guy. <laughs> and they're not like there are so many better. Okay, so far one point. Right. <clears throat> Question two. After enjoying himself so much winning the dance contest in Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and Pulp Fiction, just to name a few, John Travolta added a clause to his contract saying that he must win a dance contest in every <laughs> film he makes. False. That's false. Correct. That is false. Question number three. Tony Manero is named after A. Maneiro. The British, uh, the Brazilian, sorry, 70s slang for cool. Or B, Tony Manerschlich, the German word <laughs> for chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with A on that one. Correct. Three <laughs> out of three so far. Okay, this is for the clean sweep. Who was originally cast in the leading role? A, Danny DeVito. <laughs> B, Laurence Olivier, or C, John Wayne? Um, wouldn't John Wayne have been a bit too uh, old for that? I'm going to go John Wayne. I'm afraid that is incorrect. It is actually none of the above. <laughs> D, Alan Shearer. There's a football player. I should have just said one. Three out of four again, Will. I'm really sorry. Uh, you what, don't get the secret prize. What would have my prize have been? Well, you get, you'll know when you get all four right. God damn it, I'm never going to get all five right. <laughs> all right, score. Let's score these bad boy films. I've been having real trouble because objectively just speaking... Just give it a one if you have No, to. I don't want to because objectively speaking, Saturday Night Fever is relatively well made. John Travolta's performance is obviously... We about that. It's actually, I don't want it all about It's actually reasonably well shot. Actually. It's not amazing, though. It's very but standard. Then, I, think, I think... They film the dancing. Okay. There's a lot of lights. The music is very good. Yeah, the music... Did, but the music was made after the film. Do you know that? They, when they're dancing, they're not dancing to the Beatles. I didn't know. To, not the Beatles, to the Bee Gees. <laughs> that would be a very different film if it was the Bee Gees. They're dancing to Stevie Wonder. Are they? Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, you see, obviously the music's very good, and I suppose... John Travolta's performance is like good. I don't know. But I do emotionally really, really hate this film. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily, objectively speaking, deserve my emotional reaction. It does not at all. No. Well, we'll see. I'm going to give it a five. Giving it a five? Yes. That's way higher than. That's not even too far from what I'm giving it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's okay. <clears throat> and I'm going to give a raise ahead a nine. I'm giving. Uh, I'm giving. Yeah, I mean, that's. Very close to what I'm giving it. Uh, I'm giving Saturday Night Fever a, a, a solid seven. Um, and I give a razor head 
a nine as well. Nice. Is that another win for me? Did I win last time? No, no you won last time. Yeah, I mean, we need to we need to put this baby to bed. I mean, it's not that you versus me anymore, is it? Let's be honest. But well, we we, we like to. We like it's it's, it's, it's nice. The, it's nice. A little bit nice. One side is my my forte. Because I do want everyone t- listening at home to be like, oh, thank God, they are giving the art films the best grade. I don't want to annoy people at home. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that annoy people at home? Oh, because everyone listening at home agrees with me. Are you kidding me? Everyone at home is going like, what is this pompous twat talking about? Like, I hope no. so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Can't enjoy this film at all. Um, right, well, that is that now for 80s films. Yeah, I have chosen a film, an English film. So, you know, I'm I, obviously you're pleased because it's two films in a row without subtitles. Not that I can't read, but yeah. Well, you always whinge. You always whinge about the subtitles. I do have a little bit of a whinge once in a while, yeah. Uh, it's a film directed by Derek Jarman, who's a very important figure in uh, in uh, English culture in the 1980s, especially. And it's his film Caravaggio. Cool. And for me, the 80s, um, sort of sonified by uh, Steven Spielberg, methinks. So I'm going with uh, Raiders of the Last Ark, Indiana Jones, our first step into the Indiana Jones series. Now I think, big I think this is going to make uh, Steven Spielberg the first three-star director on the show, isn't it? Because we've already done two of his films. He's, I mean, he is Mr. Blockbuster. So. Yeah, of course he is. Makes sense. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Caravaggio. Okay, everybody, everybody, have a good week, and we will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.